Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Deep Roots at Home podcast. This episode, we are going to be sharing about a subject that is very dear to Jackie's heart, and that is about vaccinations. We're going to be talking about the article that she wrote, Vaccinated versus Unvaccinated Children, Guess Who is Healthier? And Jackie's going to share the results of a special study that was done. It's a one-of-a-kind study of vaccinated versus unvaccinated American homeschool children. And we are going to be sharing about those results, so stay tuned. American children are sick, really sick. And according to Science Direct, an estimated 43% of U.S. children, that's 32 million, currently have at least one of 20 chronic health conditions, not including obesity. We're seeing once rare pediatric disorders from Tourette's syndrome, type 1 diabetes, to autism and ADD soaring. It seems to me if people really wanted hard science, there would be pooling of data. Compared to their parents, young children today are four times more likely to have a chronic illness. And according to the CCHR International, a mental health watchdog, today's generations of kids is a pharmaceutical company's dream. More than one million American children under five years old takes a psychiatric drug. More than one, sorry, 8.3 million kids under 17 have consumed psychiatric drugs. And the CDC says in any given month, one in four is taking at least one prescription drug for something. We are assured that vaccines are safe and effective, even though public health officials acknowledge these, they sometimes have serious side effects, including death. And despite the troubling fact that no long-term study of their effects on overall health has ever been conducted. In medicine, this is just so unthinkable. And so the numbers keep climbing, 50 doses of 14 vaccines by age 6, 69 doses of 16 pharmaceutical vaccines containing powerfully immune-altering ingredients by age 18. This month, a pilot study appeared in the Journal of Translational Sciences. Nearly 700 homeschooled 6- to 12-year-olds from four states compared 261 unvaccinated children with 405 partially or fully vaccinated children and assess their overall health based on their mother's reports of vaccinations and physician-diagnosed illnesses. What this study found about increases in immune-mediated diseases, like allergies and neurodevelopmental diseases, including autism, should make all parents think twice. Vaccinated children are more than three times as likely to be diagnosed on the autism spectrum than unvaccinated children. Vaccinated children are 30-fold more likely to be diagnosed with allergic rhinitis, hay fever, than non-vaccinated children. Vaccinated children were 22-fold more likely to require an allergy medication. 
Vaccinated children had more than quadrupled the risk of being diagnosed with a learning disability than unvaccinated children. Vaccinated children were 300% more likely to be diagnosed with ADD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, ADHD, than unvaccinated children. Vaccinated children were 340% more likely to have been diagnosed with pneumonia than unvaccinated children. Vaccinated children were 300% more likely to be diagnosed with an ear infection than unvaccinated children. Vaccinated children were 700% more likely to have surgery to insert ear drainage tubes than unvaccinated children. Vaccinated children were 2.5-fold more likely to be diagnosed with any chronic illness than unvaccinated children. The trouble with doing a vaccinated versus unvaccinated study 60 years or so after it should have been done is that virtually all American children are vaccinated today. When 95% of children get injections, there are few controls left for studying long-term outcomes. Comparing American children at large to small pockets of unvaccinated children, like those in the Amish community, are revealing. But critics say they are comparing apples to oranges. There are too many other variables, diet, fresh air, computer time, for example, that might explain those differences in health besides vaccination status. So, Anthony Mawson, a professor in the Department of Epidemiology and Biostatistics in the School of Public Health, Jackson State University, along with colleagues Azad Buanyan and Benu Jacob, collaborated with Brian Ray, president of the National Home Education Research Institute, to engage and enroll homeschooling families through an anonymous online survey to participate in the study. In this way, homeschoolers were compared to homeschoolers, apples to apples, but with the added advantage that homeschoolers as a population match the profiles of American families at large. When we come back, we will continue to look at the science and the results of this interesting study. So stay right here. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. Continuing on with the study and the research comparing homeschoolers with homeschoolers and vaccinations, the Children's Medical Safety Research Institute distilled the research findings. Both vaccinated and unvaccinated children in the study got sick sometimes. As expected, vaccinated children were less likely to have some infections that they were vaccinated against. They were 71% less likely to have chicken pox, like less, 75% less likely to have whooping cough, pertussis, and 87% less likely to have a rubella infection. However, in spite of public health hysteria, over outbreaks of measles at Disneyland and mumps resurgent, there was no evidence that vaccinated children were any more protected against these so-called vaccine-preventable diseases. Children in both groups had about the same rate of infection with measles, mumps, hepatitis A and B, influenza, rotavirus, and meningitis. 
unvaccinated children in the study were actually better protected against some vaccine-preventable diseases than children who got the shots. Since 2000, the CDC has recommended four shots against seven different strains of pneumococcal infections before age 15 months. 13 strains since 2010. But vaccinated children in the study were 340% more likely to have been diagnosed with pneumonia compared to unvaccinated children. In the 80s, autism occurred 1 in 10,000 children. By the early 1990s, 1 in 2,500. Five years ago, 1 in 88 children were diagnosed. And today, it's 1 in 68. In the homeschooler study, the risk of being diagnosed on the spectrum was more than fourfold higher among vaccinated children. The CDC still quotes a 2004 pediatric study claiming to debunk a link between autism and vaccines, even though one of its authors, their own top scientist, William Thompson, admitted that he and colleagues colluded to obscure and then shred data, he kept copies, showing a link between autism and the MMR vaccine. Thompson confessed in one tape telephone chat to Brian Hooker, a bioengineer professor at Simpson University and the father of an autistic child. The Thompson whistleblower case is the basis of the 2016 documentary, Vaxxed from Cover-Up to Catastrophe, by Andrew Wakefield, the gastroenterologist, who was among the first to suggest a link to MMR vaccine and autism in the late 90s, and who has become a symbol of how the system deals with dissenters. It's the film the CDC does not want anyone to see. Brain and nervous system damage from vaccines is nothing new. Crippling acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, for example, which causes MRI-visible white spots on the brain, is a documented side effect for virtually every vaccine. Narcolepsy and Guillain-Barre syndrome are other examples. Vaccine ingredients are known to cause brain damage. Robert Kennedy Jr. has been highlighting the dangers of mercury as thimerosal, used as a preservative in vaccines and in relationship to autism. Aluminum is another powerful, well-documented neurotoxin added to vaccines as an adjuvant to evoke an immune system response. Recent research has thrown everything scientists used to say about it, and the CDC still does, in the bin. Aluminum has a half-life of a week and is not excreted from the body within hours or days, persisting for years and migrating to organs including lymph, spleen, and brain. Aluminum in vaccines has been implicated in studies on chronic fatigue syndrome, macrophagic myofasciitis, in numerous autoimmune diseases, Alzheimer's disease, in sudden deaths following vaccination, and in autism. The FDA does not deny its toxicity, just that there is not enough aluminum toxin in vaccines to cause harm, but it calculates risk based on oral exposure. Even so, it describes memory impairment in lab mice and very young animals which appeared weaker and less active and less coordinated while their mothers were exposed to aluminum during pregnancy and while nursing. Injected exposure can hardly be safer. It should be obvious that the route of exposure which bypasses the protective barriers of the gastrointestinal tract and or the skin will require likely a much lower dose to produce a toxic outcome. That was in the 2014 review implicating aluminum in the autism epidemic. Besides toxic metals like aluminum and mercury, vaccines may contain contaminants from DNA from human aborted fetal cells 
animal DNA and retroviruses and a host of debris and metal contaminants that are not measured by oversight agencies and whose health effects have never been studied. When it comes to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well-baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. As a possible mechanism for vaccine-induced ear infection, study authors Mawson and colleagues cite a 2006 study that looked at the types of bacteria in the nasal passages of children immunized with pneumococcal vaccine versus historical control, kids from the pre-PCV7 era, and found an increased colonization of a bacteria called M. catarrhalis in the vaccinated group. M. catarrhalis, M. catarrhalis, it turns out, is associated with an increased risk of ear infection. No surprise then that vaccinated children in the study were over two-fold more likely to have taken antibiotics. They were also hospitalized more often. Allergic rhinitis, hay fever, is also another one of those current inexplicably soaring pediatric plagues. In 2012, it affected 6.6 million children. It is strongly associated with another spiking childhood disorder, asthma. More than 3 million American kids have a food allergy, and 1 in 4 children have eczema. Worldwide, allergies have been increasing, and they now affect almost half of all American school kids. All this allergic disease was leading to more medication. The vaccinated children in the study were 22-fold more likely to have taken allergy medicine than the other unvaccinated. Other than vaccination itself, there's no explanation for the differences in health outcomes observed between the vaccinated and unvaccinated groups of children, the study's author concluded. Although the design of the study limits causal interpretation, they added that there's an apparent dose-response relationship between vaccination and chronic illness, which the particularly vaccinated showing intermediate odds of being diagnosed with chickenpox and whooping cough, as well as ear infection, pneumonia, allergic rhinitis, ADHD, eczema, and learning disability. For more than a century, it has been accepted public health dogma that vaccine benefits outweigh risks. What's more with the introduction of five new vaccines since 1995, bringing the total inoculations to 35 by kindergarten age, studies of the combined effect of vaccines have never been done. The reality is real vaccine benefits are theoretical and real vaccine risks are unknown. The emerging vaccine war is really a growing number of hesitant parents and health practitioners questioning the CDC vaccine schedule for good reasons. Why are doctors who profit from vaccines the spokesmen for public health? Can government health agencies really be trusted to protect our children when they are so wedded to the pharmaceutical industry? Why are toxins in vaccines? Does my kid really need this vaccine or is somebody selling it like Coca-Cola and video games? Why is it acceptable to knowingly sacrifice some children for the greater good? Is that greater good real or is it a mirage? 
That vaccines may sometimes curb natural infections like chickenpox sometimes appears to be the case. But if they're such a miracle, then why are American kids so sick? This pilot study shows that if mainstream medicine and our public health agencies are really interested in children's health, not just vaccine profits or defending vaccine religion against blasphemy, what is needed is not the will to make everyone believe, but the courage to find out. At the end of this podcast, please visit the post that this originated from. Jackie has several free CMSRI ebooks available for immediate download, as well as several other resources for the study of vaccinations. The Children's Medical Safety Research Institute is a medical and scientific cooperation established to provide research funding for independent studies on causal factors underlying the chronic disease and disability epidemic. So please visit this website for more resources in your study about vaccinations. And that's a wrap. Jackie has lots more information on her blog about vaccinations, as well as the free vaccination ebook. So make sure you visit her blog and do your research and your study on what is best for your child. Have a wonderful day, everyone. for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.